Welcome back to the Pause of Podcast. This is episode 22. Um, baseball season is over. All athletics are over. Now it's the the long summer awaits. I, I guess this is what we could call it, Johnny. Uh, no Jake today. He is in San Antonio, not joining us today or this week. So, Johnny, how are we doing? Um, we were supposed to have Alex Sanchez on today, but unfortunately, things just didn't line up last minute for him. He had to do something. He will be on with us next week. So we will be talking to him next week about the FIU baseball season. So uh, I guess we could just say we will ex- just expect to have a lot of guests on the pod for the next couple of months coming up. Um, just with, you know, really little to nothing to talk about in terms of FIU athletics. We could recap 2022-2023 with guests that we would like to bring on. But Johnny, how are you? Excited to talk about some FIU baseball. We have some basketball to talk about. We haven't spoken <laughs> too much about basketball. And then just some a, a very little tennis, small tennis note. And I guess we could talk some football. I know Sean Peterson uh, made, made a nice list there, which yeah, some nice recognition for FIU. Yeah, I'm excited to be on once again, uh, Kevin. But yeah, I know that track and field has some stuff with NCAA, but uh, other than that, season's over. It was, uh, you know, FIU wrapped up the senior series with, uh, with Rice and uh, a competitive uh, weekend, but just, you know, tough, tough to, you know, to not be able to make the tournament. But uh, good things to come for baseball, but uh, yeah, um, this is where we, you know, it's summer months, and now from now all the way to like August, early maybe late July now because of how early the football season is. Nothing going on. We will let go though. We will get um, broadcast news for national TV schedules. So for football, that's coming up very very soon. I know around this time we'll be get all the you know if FI will be on ESPNU, ESPN two, so that will be interesting to see. But until then, we're just hanging out, talking, and. Uh, now, especially with the war season, that's a big one for, for baseball. Yeah, and just I guess we could kick it off with that, but you know, we'll kick it off with baseball because obviously there's a series to recap, and it was Rice versus FIU. FIU lost two out of three. They were eliminated from postseason contention. In this case, it would be a conference USA tournament. Um UAB FAU, I'm sorry, did exactly what they had to do. They took two out of three against UAB. Which would have, I believe, it would have eliminated UAB. Yeah, but and shout then FIU out. would have gotten it if it was FIU winning two out of three. They lost by two runs on Friday, on Thursday. They uh-huh. lost by. Oh, they. I, th- I know that Saturday it was a, a loss in the ninth inning, the tied game. I think it was a two-run loss on Thursday. Let me make sure. And then they won right. on on fr- on uh, Saturday, which is encouraging. Um, they it was a, a yeah, 9 7 loss on Thursday, 2 1 loss on Friday, and then the 10 7 win on Saturday. Yeah, I can't get, can't get worse than that. I mean, these guys fought, and we I watched the first game. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the second one. I was up in Jupiter, and then was I? Yeah, I will. No, what was I doing? I don't even You're know. I just didn't watch. <laughs> I was up in Jupiter on Saturday, the one game they won. I can watch, but um. Yeah, just a tough series to swallow. I mean, those guys went out there, they competed. When we look at game one, and that's the one I'll talk about the most, it's it's really – it came down to the errors, Johnny. Yeah. FIU committed four errors, if I'm if I'm recalling correct, or mm-hmm. five. And those cost them runs. It cost them runs, and eventually, to be honest with you, it cost them the game. Tiburcio did what he had to do. I think they made a mistake going with the starter they went with. I, I think they should have gone to Tiburcio right from the get-go. And you could have get let him stretched him out to go five innings, maybe even six, and you could have finished it off with Kabarkis, which they did, and he could have gone four innings. But just your thoughts, not only on the first game, but just the series as a whole, which I know you watched all three games. 
Well, I mean, definitely it was um, a series where, you know, it was must win. And you know, credit, to, credit to FAU. I know we talked to Ryan Guida, and he said, you know, that he, he talked to some players, and, he, and they told him that, you know, don't worry, we'll get this cover for you. And they did. And FAU, I mean, they they, they demolished Easily. UAB those first two games. I think it was like double double digits each each game. So they helped FIU. The goal after after Saturday, the goal for FIU was okay. Just win the just win the next two. You look at you talked about Thursday's game. FIU had a good lead. We had a three run home run in the first inning against a good pitcher and Parker Smith for the Owls. And then you talked about the defense that really impacted the, the FIU team. And 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 then. On um, Saturday's game, I, the pitching was great. Um, it was not Rich, was Richie Pena. I know, Kabar, okay, no, Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin was great. Kevin I'm Martin was great. Yeah, he's, he's been one of the best FIU's best pitchers. You, the, the, whole, the pitching was great, and then unfortunately, Cavedo, you know, had a little bobble um, on a grounder to short to, to lose that game. But you know, another game where it was close and it's a, a, a tough, you know lost to take and then Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, that was a great win for the Panthers back and forth matchup. And then Figgy got three run bomb in that eighth inning, if I'm correct to get the win. So that was overall a great victory. You know, it's, it's in a game like that on a Saturday where your season's over, but you, you always want to win, end the season on a high note and getting a win to end the year is, is good for the program to kind of end the year and go into to next year with some good optimism. Not only optimism, but now you kind of, you know, you go into this year, you assess, you now know what you need to look for in the transfer portal and in the next recruiting class. And I, and I think we could both agree to this, Johnny. They need bullpen help and they need a big time starter. I mean, mm-hmm. you, Tiburcio, you know, I believe, is Tiburcio gone this year now, officially? I mean, or does I know he that, that he, one year. Honestly, I, I'm not I'm not a compliance guy or eligibility, but I think he has a one year more year left. I know he rushed a year. So Was he on was he, uh, he was honored last year, but then he got the year in fifth year. But I know he registered in 2019. That's a ni- or 20, one of those, I think 2020. So that's 19, 20, 21, 22. I think he gets one more year because of the COVID year. So I think he may get one more year. Yeah, the COVID year really, it just really messed everything na- up. Na- now, now it's like regarding the ending effects. But like, yeah, the COVID year, that's still, that's still going on right now. And just to clarify, the ones that are, we expect them to leave at least because mm-hmm. the ones, these were the players that were honored. And Johnny, you could you could correct me if I'm wrong. It's Mike Rosario, Alex Sanchez. Al- Alex Sanchez. Mm-hmm. You have Henry Wallen. I think Kevin Morton was also trib- uh, honored. Mm-hmm. Mario Fernandez. That's five. Ruben Carpio, and that's it, right? Yeah, yeah that's the hit. Um, I just I, I do know though that you know a lot of those guys have the extra year because of the redshirt as well. Especially so Carpio. Carpio's a junior. Carp- yeah, I think he's a junior too. Yeah, yeah, because of the, the redshirt. So it's all it's all about you know getting opportunity to, you know, get another degree or something in that nature. But as of now, they graduated from college, but they still have the eligibility to continue on their, their playing career. So that's that part. But um, you never know. Like 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 last year when, you know, we saw Tabarso and Sanchez come back, they, they were graduating as seniors. They come back right back. So we never know. But, uh, yeah, a lot of impactful players did leave the program. But we, you know that is returning is, is, is exciting because they're all going to be upperclassmen. And that's what you want in college baseball to get guys that, vital to a program and you know have played you know tons of games under the development yeah and then just to kind of recap just you know how good this offense was johnny when we look back i mean if there was a strong student of this team and you could something you could count on is that offense getting it going they lost by a lot they lost games where they lost by a lot but the offense still produced the one exception 
being that game against the Canes where they um they got run ruled. Mm-hmm. That is the one exception that I think really just showed that the offense was not good. Because when you look back, this team scored runs. I mean, you look Western Kentucky, they scored eight. They scored seven against Bethune-Cookman. The real only series where they really didn't look good was FAU, when they went to FAU, where they only scored eight runs total in three games. Even against a team like UTSA, although they dropped two out of three, they scored eight in the first game, eight in the second, six in the third. So it's 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 impressive. It's impressive what the offense has been able to do. But you can't go in with the mentality, and this is where I'm going to start with the negatives. And I know you're not a big negative guy, but when we look at the negatives, FIU kind of played themselves where we're going to score so many runs that our pitching could suck. And there's no other way to put it. And, you know, there are some guys who really performed well. I was very happy with what we saw from Angel Tiburcio. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with what we saw from Kabarkas. I love what we saw from Kevin Martin. Down the stretch, and, too. Yes. And especially, yeah. And then you have Jackson Ritchie, who got off to a really nice start. But, man, I mean, I think Coach Witten said it best. It, he just started struggling. And it was really just command issues, mechanical issues. And Coach Witten pointed it out. I think I put it in one of the articles towards the end of the season. That may have been the UM game. And one of the one of the two UM games. And, yeah, it was just tough, man. Really tough to swallow, see what what happened to Richie after such a good start where and I think it was the first game against the Canes or the second one he looked great and then after I just want to highlight Joel Pinero who probably will be a nice piece for FIU in this upcoming season you know next season Johnny I mean he made three starts he looked good in all three I, I lie he made four starts besides FGCU he looked great in all the, the other three starts coach said that final game of the season he's he's an active player he's no longer on any limits he's no longer in restrictions he's good to go so you could definitely expect to see Pinero maybe crack the weekend rotation against conference play but it wouldn't shock me if you know they continue rolling him as that midweek starter which is what we saw towards the end of the year when they played the Canes they played um well both came against the Canes and then Bethune Cookman yeah you know and I would agree with you that there's guys that we found and I think are going to you know be important, but it's it's the bridge year. You, you know, you, you got to find guys, you know, you will be good with the program. But I'll say this, looking at 2022, the FIU, the pitching was was the worst spot. We look at the margin of losses. I looked at the games that FIU lost. They had 11 games that were decided by three runs or less in Conference USA. That's, you think about that, three runs or less. Last year, or 2022, the margins were different and crazy. It was, the losses were, it was out of reach. You had 11 games that were three that were decided to win a close game. That isn't good to see because for a program that needed opportunities to learn how to play close, they had it this year. But that's only good for a program. We've talked about all the heartbreaking losses this team has had, you know, all year long. But you can learn from these losses, and you can really improve from these, you know, from what you've learned. So that's one thing I'm interested to see about how they bounce back next year. Is is, is learning from how they lost those tough games to, to now trying to win those games that you, know, you can battle out because 11 games that, you know, you lost in close matchups, those that can make your record even more could have got you into a conference USA tournament spots. So that, that's one, something I really noticed a lot, but you said it, you know, there were so many guys that came out, Kevin Martin, Kabarkas, um, Tabircio, but, you know, coming in, we didn't really have a, we didn't have a starter. That was the thing. There was no you know, true starter, but, uh, you know, that's why, you know, next year and for sure, I know coach, you know, found guys with maybe in the portal commitments, recruits, that's something he wants to do. But uh, yeah, the pitching will be, you know, really need to improve next year. But the offense did it, did its job. I mean, 281 batting average, 
Um, I think this is the, they had one of the best conference offenses like five years. I did a study or did some research on so the offense was great and uh, and you know it, it shows out when we talk more about the reward or the, the awards that a lot of these you know players got today. Yeah, and then just looking at the guys that are you know they're leaving, you know, you're losing basically you know probably the second best player. Maybe you would disagree or agree, but it'd probably be the second best player in FIU history, Alex Sanchez. Mike Lowe was always going to be number one. What do you would we say Alex Sanchez is number two? I mean, after the the mm. four years he had, you know what? I think so. I, I mean, the way Alex played this year, and you know, well, there's the, Logan, there's Logan Allen. Yeah, Logan. Oh, you're talking you about know, like in like I mean like ever, ever. Oh, ever. FIU baseball it's player top five at least. Ooh, okay, we do top five. Okay, you got to help Mike Lowell. You know, Mike Lowell. Lowell, Logan Allen, definitely. Logan Allen, yeah. Player. I mean, I, actually, Logan Allen right now, as we speak, I think he's like, he's throwing a pretty good gem against the, the he's been good. Yeah, he's I, been I have good. him fantasy. So, uh, you know, I'm always looking up in FIU love. So I think Logan Allen, Mike Lowell, Edwin um, Rios. Edwin, yeah, Edwin Rios. Aramis Garcia. Aramis Garcia. Remember him? He's a he's a catcher. He was one of the best hitters at the time. And, and then either, I mean, I don't know. Probably Sanchez. Yeah, you know, at this time, I think Sanchez is definitely in that. Unless we're missing definitely. a player, but right now it would be Sanchez. And you, you know what? That's cool that we have that problem because so, there's so many good players, you know? So many yeah, good but Maybe, you know, and we'll see. But you'll probably yeah. go in that money draft. I mean, so he's gone. Now, this is the one that's really tricky. And we and I spoke to him, and, I, and you know, we, we've spoken to him all year. Ryan yeah. We know he's not leaving. We could confirm he's not leaving FIU. Oh, he's a junior. Yeah, he's, he's a junior. He he's has not, a year left. He's not entering the transfer portal. He's already. We spoke to Guida. He's staying. But the thing is, he could go in the MLB draft. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's showing it. What three? He's showing what he's done. Sixty-six. I know, you know he's had talks with teams. That's all I'll say. <laughs> now I'll leave it at that. But he could definitely go in the draft. Now but, it's but, a matter of is the money good enough where he's going to go to the big leagues. Mm. Or will he stand at the year in FIU? And you're right. It's a bet on yourself thing because you look at the numbers. That's a, he had a terrific year, but you know if he comes back for a second year with the Panthers, I mean, you know you got to put him up as a guy that you got to watch out for because if he's three sixty six, you can think he should get close to four hundred. I mean the way he hit. So that's one thing. You're right. Like that's an interesting case. You know with Ryan because he's draft eligible and you know you never know in the draft you can be selected, but. There's always time, you know, if you want to come back. Santana got selected by the Brewers. Yeah, when he got drafted, yeah. Yeah, so. You never know. Is there any other FIU guys that got drafted outside of? Um, You know what? I mean, actually, this is a fun fact. You know, you know, do you know who Nate Pearson is? Of the uh, on, on the Blue Jays. Yes, he actually spent his freshman year at FIU. Did he? But, but, but then, he got, then he transferred. So, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if you consider him, you know what I mean? Like, would you consider Did he him pitch? an FIU alum? Yeah, he pitched for a year, but then he transferred. Oh, he pitched. Oh, but shit. but like you know, like he didn't he didn't like graduate. He didn't get drafted as part of the Panthers. You know what I mean? Like, would you? Uh, consider... then, he's not an FI, then he's not an FIU alum. Okay, so here you go. So he's not an FIU alum. So yeah. Hmm. So, so Logan Allen, that's right? the one. He's been the, the the recent one. Also, also Austin Shetton as well, who's in the minor leagues. Oh yeah. I think with There's Tampa. some guys, man. The FIU's got them guys. But yeah. let's go to awards. Alex Sanchez was first team all conference USA is what they call it. All conference. 
Uh, all, basically, first team all conference, yeah. And then Ryan Guido was second, second team all team. conference. Mm -hmm. Then Royal and Cavedo got first team all conference. Or, all freshmen, all freshmen team. All freshmen, yeah. So great honors for each guy. Johnny, now we're talking really little about it right before we hopped on, but we're, we're a little surprised Ryan Guida got second team. <laughs> we think he deserved first. We do. I, I personally will say this. Sanchez won the MVP, but Guido was the better player. You know, that's an interesting. The only thing that's right now separating Sanchez and Guido, and maybe Guido from being the, better than Sanchez, the, is, the def is the defense. Yeah, yeah. He can play, he play center field all year. I would say, though, is the Conference USA staff. If I pull up right now the players that made this list, I mean, it'll be, you know, Conference USA, they have some talented guys. Let me see. I know it's annual, definitely. Player of the Year, yeah, congrats to him. Um, I have it right here. Okay. Who's Player of the Year? Shanuel? Shanuel, yep. And so oh. this is this is the first team. We got, you know, UTSA player, FAU, Charlotte, Dallas Baptist, you know, Oh, that was we got you. We got this is a great. This is a great conference. We know that for sure. So you know, obviously, it sucks to not see Ryan on that list. But if making the list is you know is probably you know that's awesome because you know it's so competitive. So great, great for him. I was talking to him. I know he he's like you know dang I, you know always I, I tough to make it. But he's, he said he said to me, you know what I made it. That's the best thing I did. I made I made the list. You know so that's that's an honor him. in itself. Making it's an honor, it's yeah. Like, like making all nba second team yeah probably the best way to put it yeah and then exactly. obviously shout out to royal and Cavedo who made <clears throat> the all freshman team yeah very well deserved i think he's gonna be a very big piece for fi moving mm -hmm. forward especially I mean, now with dante girardi now you know now gonna be a senior he has yeah and, it's, and odina as well i mean I, I i would assume presume that stevens will take that shortstop role i mean before the injury um, I guess for a Gulf Coast, he was he had a, a really nice you know groove going, and then he had that you know season-ending injury. But Cavedo stepped in. Odina, yeah, Odina. Oh, yeah, Cavedo, he you know was a freshman in that spot. We have to come in. He, he had some really good moments. Third, right? You probably you probably put him. He slides in right at third. Yeah, I mean, also you have Brian Lariga as well. Who, but Lariga, I like Lariga in the spot he was, where he's kind of like a spot starter. You yeah. start him when you need him. We have we have questions. That's a lot of answers. We have a lot of questions, but we'll we'll be answered. Next year, so and you never know, they could bring in some big names in the transfer portal that yeah. that surpass these guys, like, like exactly like Mike Rosario, where he, you know, he had decent amount of bat bats in Miami, then comes to FIU and was one of their best leadoff hitters, you know. So he did struggle towards the end of the year, though, like a little big bit. time. Yeah, he did have a little bit of a struggle towards. I know he, had, I think, got hit by a pitch in the Friday game, he didn't play on the, the Saturday after. So that was that part as well, which was tough for, for Mikey. Yeah, and then just looking at Roland Cavedo's stats, not nothing crazy, to be honest, but I guess just you know, being a true freshman, you don't play too much. He had he hit for 200, got on base at a 342 clip, slugging 246, struck out 14 times, walked 14 times, eight RBIs, two doubles, uh 13 hits, 11 runs. I mean, nothing that's gonna catch your eye you would think you would steal more bases with how small and quick he is but yeah he has two bases so i think it's now going to be with more playing time you'll get more of an opportunity and you know obviously pack stack up on the stats but cavedo is going to be someone very interesting and i guess the only other thing we could kind of mention is who could possibly go into the transfer portal johnny 
transfer mm-hmm. portal is something that's always hurt FIU. We saw it with football. It's already hurt them big time. They lost Demetrius Hill. They lost Gaithan Bernadelle. They, they lost a lot of guys in the portal. Who could they possibly lose? Can, can Cavado go into the portal? You know what? I think when you look at the portal, it's, it's different in baseball because in baseball, like, you're, you're playing, like, a lot of good teams. Like, you're playing Miami in a midweek. They're an ACC team. So it's not like in basketball and football where you're playing, you know, lesser opponents. Baseball, you're playing great teams all week. So I think it more comes down to lack of playing time and, you know, not maybe feeling your your, your role on that your F, on FIU is not what you, you know, expected to have. So I think there's players maybe, you know, that maybe feel like they should move on for new opportunities. But if you look at, like, situations of, like, the, the best players leaving, that I don't think that would happen just because, you know, you already have a great role here and you're playing, you know, quality teams. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously last year, Dante and Figgy entered the portal, which because because they, they didn't know who the head coach was, but they came back, obviously. It's more like that, but I, I think it, it all depends on, you know, the player and what, what they feel um, their role is on the team. So do you, do you have any idea of who could possibly go? I mean, just for me, hey, look, you look at guys and there, you, there has to be names that we have to think of. Yeah. I mean, that catching position is one that's very weird. We have Ron, Ronnie Medina. I know he's a he's a junior. You have Roni. You have Paladar. Oh, Paladar is another one that's that was honored, I believe, on senior day. So mm-hmm. I think he has one more year left, though. I think he. I think I he has a year. He's a senior, but I think he has a year left. Yeah. Then you have Nick Patelli. So, so I can definitely see someone from the catchers going into the portal. You know, I don't, I don't like to, to like guess, but you can you know, guess, Johnny. But you you have to you have to think. Exactly, which I think about that, but I don't want to. I don't want to make you know names on here. I know that there's 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 information where you can find who leaves the portal. That's it's a da- database, so I know that it's a little too early to make that statement. But uh, I can look it up of who who guys leave. But I don't I don't want to come out here and uh, you know make names. I feel like that's that's not my place. That's and I'm not going to say a name either. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say a name yet. But there's some guys who I think were a little disappointing. What do you say this season? I mean, mm-hmm. the first name I think of is Henry Wallen, and not to call out any guy in particular because there's Wallen. I think some of the relievers are pretty disappointing. I think Marcus O'Malley, to, to a certain degree, kind of disappointed me towards the end. I mean, we were very high on O'Malley. I think he made a freshman team when he was at VCU with Coach Witten. Mm-hmm. So just I think those guys really kind of just kind of disappointed. Wallen, especially Wallen, I expected some big stuff out of him. I mean, he got off to a, an amazing start and just really was really just not good towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say disappointed. I would just say they had tough stretches like Wallen. I mean, yeah, he had, I mean, hot, that on conference you know, was great for him. He struggled in conference play. He kind of picked it back up, though, I would say, towards the end of, of this year in a great series against Charlotte. Um, you know, but, but Wallen was, was, you know, was always there, he, you know. No matter what of his struggles, he was always kept fighting and, you know, got on base or walks. So there's him. Uh, obviously, I mean, it was, you know, I think for Evan Genier, a guy that I, you know, also from BCU as well, he, he kind of had a struggling year um, on the mound. But all these guys, you know, are fighters. And if they get the opportunity to pitch, they'll do try to get the best of their ability to do so. But, um, you know, some it was sometimes, you know, tough year for guys that maybe had high expectations and maybe didn't fulfill the expectations that were given to them, you know, as the season came out, came on. 
And just to wrap up on FIU, who is someone you're excited to see, Johnny? You know, someone you're excited for next season. You, you're going to uh, on this you're, current team. You're you're stamping their name right now. You're saying this is my guy for next season. Way too early prediction on who is Oof. your guy for next season. Okay, already I'm already putting up Ryan Guida. If he's staying, I mean, I'm expecting a, a monster year. But maybe okay. Let's go with the less obvious answer. Okay, you know what? The outfield will be a big question mark. You don't know. Personally, I think that Figgy or I think Figgy is going to have a big power year. That's what I think. Really? Only had two I'm home fine. runs last year. I think that they'll. He's not help. a big power hitter though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think though. I mean, you look at he's tall. You know, you know, yeah. tall first baseman. You know, but I think though, I think he has a big power year, and I think Dante Girardi is going to hit over three hundred next year. He, he obviously I'm very. I am very high on Girardi. I'm very yeah. excited to see what he's got. And I've taught, I, I spoke about this guy a lot last year, and I'm going to put his name back into existence if I could find him anywhere on this. Franco? No, not Franco. It's Brendan Roney. I'm very Ooh, high on Roney. I'm go. very excited Roney. to see what Roney could do. He worked very well with the staff, VCU guys, so he knows Rich well. He started the majority of the games. I know they started with Ryan Medina, but eventually they went with Brendan Roney. So I don't know, man. I, I could definitely see Roney being that guy who, who kind of steps up and was probably one of the better catchers in Conference USA. Yeah, like he had a good year. I mean, honestly, Kirk Paladar too. Like, honestly, I like the cat. The catches were were were, were nice, decent this year. I like really Paladar good. too, but Paladar, if Paladar isn't staying, yeah, it's Brendan Rooney season. You will see, but um, yeah, that too. But I'm really interested with the Dante Figgy Steven. Like those guys are seniors. I don't know. I think one guy is going to really, you know, put on a, a breakout. Breakout year. I mean, they've all had great years, but one of them I think is going to really stand out. I think we'll make all conference too. Another thing, make all conference. I think Dante's going to have a nice year. He he had a nice year this year, very much improved. I think if you look at team awards and you have to go to my most improved player, Girardi has to be the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, now let's. I, I think we can move on, Johnny. There's not much, there's no news break. We're almost 30 minutes and Jake, unfortunately, can make it as we mentioned. Uh, there was some news regarding FIU basketball. They will be playing Eric Henry's college, UCF. Yeah. We'll talk to us a little bit about that, the past history. We thought there wasn't history with these teams, but there actually is. Yeah. So UCF, we'll, we're playing at UCF to open the year. I think it's November. Let me check. I think it's November 6th, 5th. It's a Monday. The Monday, so it will be give the exact date. It is November November sixth at the uh, what do they call the Edition Arena? It'll be there, so that'll be fun. Big a, a Power Five team open the year. Are they opening the year against them, or is that just? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's last year we played Houston Christian, so we'll be opening the year against them. Okay, so that'll be fun. Um, I'm excited to see that. Go uh, definitely. I'm, I'm going to try to make it. I mean, I, I know I have class. Makes, that makes that makes two of us. Yeah, we, we all go a little road trip. We should go up there. Yeah. Do we? Do we? Should we drive? Because that's a month. Should we drive on that Monday, or should we, you know, stay on Sunday? What should, what should, what's the what's the what's the deal? I don't know. I don't know. Too early to tell. I mean, it's yeah. in November, but it's Orlando, yeah. so that's, yeah, it may be bright line. We tried the new Brightline. Forgot about that. Yeah. Brightline now goes all the way to Orlando. And, you know, that, should, that shouldn't hurt. But anyways, um, just to finally uh, – actually, I want to go back to FIU baseball. 
oh, wait, four wait, of the wait, guys wait. are going to spring ball or summer so, ball. Summer ball. So uh, I know. Ryan, I know about Guida. He's going to the Valley Baseball League. I know Dante is going to another another. Dante Girardi. I know he was going to uh, is it the Appalachian League. I know it's one of those. That. Yeah, I think it's the Appalachian League. I know uh, Joel Pinheiro is doing the Appalachian League as well. That one, um, that's going to be nice for him. Um, I, I think um, Orlando Hernandez too. That's all the guys I know that are going to summer ball. But uh, we'll find more about that. Not many ways, Jake. <laughs> but yeah. So, is there anything we have to talk about? Anything um, else you want to bring up? Now is the time. I, I mean, for, we have, I forgot, we have I like forgot. twenty minutes left. I forgot about the um, the UCF. So they played in like the nineteen, like till nineteen nineties. They played UCF because they were in the same conference. Then it stopped. I tried to find it, but then I looked on the year by year records. Boom, all there. They play them every single year. So uh, I'm gonna look up UCF yeah. basketball's schedule 2022 to see how they fared in their, uh, I guess, their season. So they were 19 and 15 in 2022. They they were uh, eight and ten. In the conference, but that doesn't matter to FIU. They were eleven and six at home, five and seven away, and they played, I guess, in neutral sites. Did not know that was a thing. They played so Stetson. They played Stetson. I mean, they didn't play any conference USA teams. But I'm saying they played some big boy teams. They played Memphis, Florida, Oregon, um, South Florida. I mean, they played some big name teams: Missouri, Old Miss, the UM. So. They played some big name teams, FSU. So FIU for for them to you know, how how big is that, Johnny? To to you know put this game together. I mean, I'm calling it the Scott Car Scott Car game. That's the Scott Car. Yeah, game. and not only that, I yeah. think is it USF or UCF who's gonna face FIU football in a couple of years? A uh, USF. USF. So I mean, USF. Scott Car's working yeah. his magic. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to like, you got to, you know, have a game with them, and uh, they're now a power five team. I think, I think we may add another one. I don't know. We we don't have a, uh, we don't have a, uh, our the the, the tournament for Thanksgiving weekend. We don't have that. I don't think they have it set up that release yet. So we'll see if, what they'll do there. But uh, I'm excited to, you know, to a game that isn't reach for us to go to. So that, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, and we're very high on FIU basketball, despite them losing. Um... Denver Jones, you saw have a pretty nice team. They made some nice ads in the transfer portal. They made a recent one, and I, dang, I forgot the name. Do you, do you happen to have that name in front of you? Or was it? Uh, it was the Syracuse kid. Oh yes, yes, it was. Uh, I think Travis Gray. Travis Gray, that's the name. Yep, you yeah. got it. Yeah, so they're adding big men. JUCO guy, another JUCO guy, another JUCO guy. Yeah, I thought you basketball is going deep into the JUCO guys, and um, you love to see it. You love to see it. There's just no other way to put it. Yeah, hundred. Oh, he put a hundred ten percent committed. He looks like a pretty big guy, just lengthwise, not weight. So should be an interesting. Um, yeah, just an interesting addition there. They're going big. They lost Guadarrama. You have to give Sonogo some help. So yeah, and at the moment, aside from Jones, I don't think anyone else has entered the transfer portal. I know it was a couple uh, – Darren Prescott, who redshirted, and Cameron Wilson, who was uh, um, another bench guy. So they, they both transferred. Cameron Wilson, yeah. You know, funny, I think he, he has – he's family members with, I think, Paul McIntosh. Really? 
PMAC was at FIU Basketball Stadium. Are you serious? They, 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 I, I think that because he all on on Instagram, I always see PMAC tweeting stuff out or retweeting or not retweeting, putting stuff on Instagram about Cameron Wilson. Oh, <laughs> they must have some type of. That's that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So they just yeah. So those are the two guys I did not know went to portal. And in terms of football, any other names in the portal that we're missing? Um, for football, you said. Yeah, I think uh, they, that's I, it. I mean, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, not a not pretty. Now it's all now it's all, you know, fundraising. I think you know maybe you know oh no the Texas State guy, the the O line. Oh God, who? Remember, oh, uh, oh my God, I know exactly who you're talking about. You they added him. Yeah, they added him. He's a big boy. I mean, uh, let me see. I, I got the. I got the. Um, I think did he post something? Let me check. I know I posted something. FIU, oh. FIU posted something. FIU football. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, <sighs> Jacob is that his? That's his name. Uh, I'll find it right here. Oh, his I got it. Uh, Jackson, Jackson Schultz. Jackson Schultz. Yeah, six, he's a big seven, guy. Six seven, uh, three ten. Yeah, so I thought you that, really need that for our yeah. line. They're stacking up for the O line. Yeah, it should be good. And then uh, Johnny, I think, was mentioning this right before Sean Peterson or Patterson was added to um, was added to a top fifty list. So I think he's number fifty, but it's fine. Um, I mean, Peterson is gonna have a big year. I think that's how we see it, Johnny. Peterson have another big year. Oh, major he's be the leader of that defense. Him, him with um, Avery Huff. That's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Obviously, it's tough losing Gaithan Brindell, who was great. But uh, I think Sean P. Sec- first of all, the way he played in his first year as a linebacker was great. This is his second year, so you got to expect that he's gonna really, you know, be a monster. You have him. You have, you have him. Donovan Manuel. You have Avery mm. Huff. Oh, Elijah. that core is looking fun. Elijah Anderson Taylor. Yeah, I mean the new guy from Northern Colorado. Yeah, you can't be disappointed with what you have. I mean, FIU football, and I'll say it again, they have the chance to make a bowl game. They may be one of the better teams in conference USA. He, he, I, I think it is that like the expectation is to make a bowl game. You know, that's the expectation this year. You win four games last year. This year a little more favorable matchups. You know, you should win six. For more, that's that's the goal. I think that's what they're expecting into year two with Coach Mack, and I want to see that. It's really interested to see. I think there's a lot of promise. Obviously, it was tough losing all the guys, but at the same time, you have pieces that you know that are going to be helpful to, to you know to get some wins in uh, year two. Yeah. So before we wrap up, and we're wrapping up very very early, but I mean, and we got we got we got some things. We got Heat game. The Heat game tonight. Looking for a squeeze against game, Boston. You, got the, you have Yuri. I mean, I mean, we, we got Yuri's great, but like. Oh no, we're watching the, the heat, heat at the top. The we we're, top. we're watching the heat. Yeah, have a shout out the Panthers though, Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers, yeah, three zero. I mean, two teams about to make the finals, Stanley Cup finals, and then the NBA finals. But yeah, yeah, should be fun. South Florida sports is thriving. And Johnny, before we move on or finish, wrap up, uh, tennis. Talk to us. Yes, uh, I. Uh, it was uh, the head te- tennis coach. Uh, congratulations to her, Katrina. Um, let's see, pronounce his name correctly. It's uh, Petrovich. Petrovich. Yeah, Coach Cat. She's a, a really, really nice lady. Um, she's got an extension. Um, 
Uh, obviously coming off a Conference USA Championship tennis NCAA tournament. Um, everyone loves her. One of the really, really nice, really, really nice coach of her athletics. So she gets extension and another coach getting an extension under with Scott Carr. That is Coach Mack, the track and field coach, Coach Huberling, um, Coach Horner. Ballard. Uh, coach Russell. So you got Ballard. all those. Coach Ballard, too. You got an extension as well. So all those guys under Scott Carr. The swim, the swim coach also got one, right? Yeah, Randy Horner, yep. Yeah, and so then we're, we're hey, we're missing Coach Witten. That yeah. needs to come soon. I think he deserves it. He really does. You know what? I think I think I think obviously it's year one, but if next year it's a great year. You know, you know, it's always about you know keeping a keeping a guy. I think yeah, but Coach Mack got it in year one. Coach Mack got it in year I, one. I, I feel like I feel like you can you can you can you know you can equate like football and like dog years. You know what I mean? Like four wins. In, in like one year is like is like three years in baseball. I don't know. It's, you get what I mean? You get what I mean? Like it, it goes by faster in football, you know, because there's less games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> so, I mean, anything else to talk about? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I got one more thing. Just maybe we'll do a little podcast. Um, maybe when next time is to to see you know what what uh. Of what channels that the games will be on for national TV? That's one thing will be will coming out soon for ESPN, CBS Sports. So that's one thing. Well, and the time for those games as well. So that's something you know that'll be uh, talked about for uh, for FIU football and cross football. Was uh, I think we're less than a hundred days right now from football returning for FIU. Yeah, FIU kicks it off at, at La Tech. Yep. So that should be fun. Um, besides that. I think we're good to go, Johnny. I mean, yeah. we've covered everything. We we went in, into the depths of FIU baseball. We spoke a little bit of football, basketball. We really touched every sport today. Not yeah. much more to really get into. We weren't expecting it to be us two. So a little shorter show than usual. But we have Alex Sanchez on next, next week. week. Uh, no news break today. Obviously, we didn't have Jake, but he's I, he was watching from San Antonio. So yeah. Shout out to Jake. But shout anyways, out. from Johnny, from myself, from Jake. We'll see you guys all next week with Alex Sanchez of FIU Baseball. We're now an official alumni of FIU. So, um, as always, pause up.